So we're here to explore prayer. In some ways, prayer on the air is our laboratory to just see how we can find our own authentic prayerfulness. It is my honor to be your facilitator in this process. The way this call works, if you're here and you tapped into this call via your telephone, please press star 2, star 2, to raise your hand, and uh, we will pray for you. If you're tuning in via a link that was sent, you just write your prayer request in, and I read it, and we pray for you. So both ways work. So this this is a live call, you know, a live show with live callers, live writers. So we're now praying for one another all over the world. And we're really going to get this prayer party started and just allow ourselves to exist within the context of a prayer field, a prayer field being a a field where we can lay down our troubles, our worries, our regrets, our apprehensions, our all the things we dread, our terrors that we may be cleared for new possibility, new life, and new joy. Again, my name is Angela Montano. AngelaMontano.com is where you, uh, you know, sign in to get the, the live, the emails so you can come live. You know, this is kind of a difficult day in a way for me. And I was like, as I was getting ready for our call, thinking about, you know, how to begin here in the United States. I live in Los Angeles. It's Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is a day in which this country uh, has set this, side, this day aside to um, remember fallen soldiers. We also have Veterans Day. Veterans Day is to honor anyone and everyone who has or is doing military service. But Memorial Day is to remember fallen Soldiers. It's controversial. Some people feel that it's just become a long weekend where people party and have fun and they're not thinking anything about fallen soldiers while there's other ceremonies happening in our country where um, there are uh, the graves of fallen soldiers are being honored, flowers are being laid, and there are many solemn uh, ceremonies to um to honor this day. And of course, how strange, you know, it is to just think of guns and soldiers and violence with what we have going on in the United States, which is, you know, uh, two huge, uh, we're very aware of mass shootings in Buffalo, the one in Texas where uh, 19 children uh, were killed by a mass shooter, two teachers. And I even read since that happened last week, there's been uh, 14 more uh, mass shootings. These mass shootings are considered something that happens when there's just four or more people who lose their life or are injured in a gun violence episode. And often they're only on the local news now. They're not all on national news. So like, how do we bring all this into prayer? And how does all this live? If you're in the U.S., how does it live in your mind, in your heart? Are you just like I feel sort of like a headache and heart sickened? And what's it like if you're in another country hearing this? And then, of course, we have our, you know, Ukraine war occurring uh, and all our concerns about safety in the world on all these levels. So the quote I used in the email I sent to y'all was, Pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. And I even said in that email, I have very mixed emotions, mixed feelings about that quote, because I have never in all my close to 30 years of being a a prayer facilitator, a prayer counselor, a spiritual therapist, I've never said to somebody, pray harder. I've never said that. So pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. You know, the way I want to unpack that for us, and I hope this has value for you, is I think what it means to me is show up for prayer when it's hardest to show up for prayer. When it's hardest to pray, that's when we want to do our best to find ourselves in a prayer position. 
what makes it so hard for me to pray for uh, all those families of children who are injured and who passed in Texas, the teachers, is I I know my prayer is not going to bring that child back. And I know that's what that parent, that loved one wants. So it's hard to pray. Why pray if it's not going to do what they want? They want this never to have occurred. I want it never to have occurred. So how do I pray? And what, what value can prayer have given it's not going to bring those children back in physical form? So I'm going to do my best to speak to this a little bit. So when we pray from an affirmative place and from a place that I would call true prayer, it's always about getting in touch with the deeper truth that life is eternal, that death never comes, that everlasting love is the only thing that is real. The violence, the pain that we experience in this life really ultimately comes from our thoughts about life. And we do a lot of violence to ourselves and one another, whether it's in a harsh word, an accusatory tone, an offense taken, or an attack given. All this happens out of a belief in two powers, out of not understanding that we are born of love, in love, in a unified field of awareness. That's what, with all the thousands and thousands and thousands, millions of people who meditate daily, they're practicing detaching from this belief in two powers, from the dualistic realm of mind, and they're moving into a unified field. And sometimes we call this of heart. And I sense what is awakening in these tremendously troubled times. What's awakening is the global heart of humanity. Our hearts are breaking. And they're breaking open. And prayer is about keeping our hearts open. So as I pray for the parents and the guardians of the children, the loved ones of the teachers, that whole community, my prayer is that I keep my heart open to the miracles that are at hand, not denying the tragedy, the unthinkable loss, but seeing that, as the Buddhists say, in loss there is gain. There is holding space that every parent who lost a child, every loved one who lost a teacher, everyone injured, that there is in this moment, in this holy instant, in this eternal moment, there is only love. And the love between parent and child cannot be severed even by death. Because love knows no death and life in God, in that which is too vast to be named, knows no death. So it really requires for me a, a, a stillness to trust in the love. I don't want to trust in the love because a violent act has taken place and it's anything, it looks like anything but love to me. And it, it looks to me like it's severed relationships. Doesn't death sever relationship? But those of us who've had loved ones who've passed, many of us know it doesn't. It severs relationship in the way we knew it, but it doesn't sever relationship. It doesn't sever the energy of love. And that's the space I'm holding, the space of love, that love knows no bound, no limitation. And from here, you know, I, I think of the words of Rumi interpreted through an English translator um, if you think it gets better, then 
what, what, how does it go? It's something like, um, if you think it gets better, then heartbreaking bliss. You're wrong. So it's we're not denying the heartbreak, but we're open. We're open to the love, even in this time of tragedy. And this is, in tragedy, is when people who do not have a kind of regular prayer practice often find themselves praying. Something about the invisible loving intelligence out of which we are born, it reaches to us and we reach to it. And it defies rational thought. So pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. It's like show up for love when it's hardest to show up for love. And might all things work together for a deeper possibility of peace than we know. So this is what we're holding space for. I'm going to begin with our opening prayer, and then I want to hear from you what we want to really dedicate uh, our call to today. So just relax. Shut your eyes if you're somewhere that you can and it feels right. And just let yourself do nothing. Let yourself do nothing. And see what happens as you place your attention on your breath. Here we are together, joined together in countries all over the world and states all over the U.S. Let's just be together. And maybe we don't even know what prayer is. One of my favorite quotes is, prayer is always a language we're just beginning to fathom. Like It's so hard to describe what are we doing when we pray. But we, we don't even have to know to just show up for this moment. Breathe. Be. And allow these words to wash over you. Take what works for you. Let go of what doesn't. Right now, right here, love is. The movement of God is the movement of love. And love, this movement of God, is never stuck. It's never dormant. It's never in conflict. It's never inactive. It's always active. This love is always dynamic. It's within the chair I'm sitting on, the microphone I'm using. This love is within your capacity to hear my voice right now. This love is wherever you are sitting, you are lying, you are standing. This love is. It's within whatever nature you see. It's within whatever people you see. It's within and around the nature and people you see. It's in the space between the people. It's in the air you breathe. It's in the ground upon which you walk. This love is in a piece of gum stuck under a table in a restaurant somewhere. It's in a piece of trash clogging a drainage Pipe somewhere. It's everywhere in everyone. No spot where this love is not. So we're just opening, 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 opening. And from here I declare and accept that this love is present wherever and with in whatever concerns you. It's within you. It's within me. I claim and declare that I'm willing, you are willing. And if you're not willing, if I'm not willing, we're willing to be willing to open to this love, to let go of my, to let go of your defensiveness, your sense of otherness. I bless you, I bless me, I bless us, I bless all those whom we love with a deep connection, a profound awakening to love. I accept that this is happening, this word I speak is alive, not just within the consciousness of 
those of us listening, but it's alive everywhere. Prayer is like this love. It's everywhere all the time. So this love is alive where every person of any leadership is, and we're all leaders of our own life. I'm thinking of those who are in positions of leadership within governments, within communities, community governments. Just I'm knowing this love is alive within all governments. I'm accepting love is its own governing body. What would it be like for me to establish faith in this more firmly in my consciousness? Might through prayer we all breathe in faith and breathe out fear. Breathe in faith in love and breathe out fear. Fear of the absence of love. It's been said in The Course in Miracles that we imagine the absence of love and we act in accordance with this imagining, but it can never be true. Love is never absent. Love is always present. I pray that we may remember this with every breath we take. I declare this prayer on the air episode is blessed. Every caller is blessed. Every prayer request is blessed. I accept that that which is to be said is said. What is to be heard is heard. What is to be released is released. And that which is to be embraced is embraced. And so I let it be. I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Just bless you. Bless your heart. Bless my heart. I'm so grateful we're together. You know, I was in Arizona over the weekend. I was visiting my dad, celebrating his and my birthday together. They're one day apart. And he uh, gets National Geographic. So I was reading a little bit of National Geographic, which I think it's a very good magazine. I've never subscribed to it myself, but I've read issues here and there from time to time. And they had an article about Memorial Day and, you know, saying that it's it's we really it's a debate as to when and how um, it got started. But it was very interesting. One of the theories is that during the Civil War here, um, it, it, it writes that, you know, 500,000 soldiers uh, passed during the war, which at that time was 2% of the U.S. population. And uh, it ended in 1865. And there were Southern women that began at that time to tend the graves of fallen soldiers and put these beautiful garlands and such around the soldiers. And they did this regardless of the side that the soldier fought on. And then those in the north got wind of this and they took it as an olive branch um, that that they that a, a kindness. And there was a uh, a writer, uh, Francis Miles Finch, and uh, it became a very popular poem in 1867. I'll just read one line from the silence. Of sorrowful hours, the desolate mourners go, lovingly laden with flowers, alike for friend and foe. So that would be an example of love, non-dualistic love. What, whatever was operating in those southern women, they cared about these young men who passed no matter what. And that is the openness that we all want to have to care and love no matter what. And that includes like the inner life. Don't you find yourself not caring for certain parts of yourself and rejecting that and you don't decorate or tend to gently that part of yourself because it's an enemy? You know, could we befriend one another 
Could we befriend one another? Could we befriend ourselves? And often people say that is the really difficult task to love ourselves unconditionally. Wow. So let us move into our prayer request, our two, to raise your hand. Got a lot of callers, no hands up right now. So star two, if you like to uh, speak, I'd love to hear you. We'll go straight to the written requests. Barb from Minnesota, she says, thank you to all of you who prayed for me. I'm recovering pretty well from COVID. We prayed for Barb last week. I'm so Glad to hear that, Barb, and we'll just keep holding the high watch for you. Uh, Just knowing the movement of love and its healing power operating in through and as you, as you continue to recover. Chris uh, from Ashland, please pray for Uvalde, Texas, for our leaders to make decisions for peace on earth, that we may beat our swords into plowshares. And for those whose hearts are breaking. Ah, Chris, let us specifically move into prayer. So we're uniting in prayer for Uvalde, Texas, for this community that has experienced this tragedy. So what does that mean? You know, on one hand, it it means we're willing to carry them in our hearts. And yes, in some ways, just honor the anguish that is undescribable. So we're not trying to fix anyone there, to think of it differently. We're not here to do that at all. We're here to honor the incredible experience. At the same time as we do that, what we are called to in prayer is to witness something invisible, and that is love. And yes, we see visible evidence of it through all those who are praying and hugging and lighting candles. And we're here to witness that which goes even deeper than any physical representation of this love. We are here to declare love is greater, love is greater, love is greater in the hearts, in the minds, in this community. That there's something seeking to emerge in this town in Texas that is a new light and a new love, a new resilience, a new possibility. We pray knowing for this town extraordinary grief support. We honor their grief. We honor the need to be deeply supported through the grieving process. We call upon their angels, their guides, all that delivers them through the grieving process. Not that it's something they should get over, Knowing grief is a transformative energy that when we allow grief and the movement of grief, we are transformed. I bless this town. I bless with Chris the leaders to make decisions for peace on earth. Leaders to make decisions decisions for peace on earth what an idea i think so often leaders it appears to me make decisions to like protect what's important to you know our country or our town or our thing you know it's it's so but what if we every leader made a decision to make peace for our town our country and our world our earth that is not a for and against a this or a that. It's an and in both, and in both, and in both. All wisdom through the ages that I've ever read about or sensed myself is we must take care of the least of us to take care of all of us. So we're open. We're holding this magnificent vision 
that Chris shares with us to to bless our leaders with the inspiration, the awakening to make decisions for peace on earth. And then I love this image that Chris gives us. We may beat our swords into plowshares. That our swords could become useful tools that could bear fruit, vegetable for the land and for the people of the land. I am humble enough and bold at the same time enough to say yes, to put this prayer into the infallible law of the universe, to trust the nature of prayer and let it be already done, already done. May we all rise to this consciousness. It is already occurring. I let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hi, Elizabeth from Oslo. Elizabeth says hi. Hi to all of us. So good to hear from you. Ah, And uh, Elizabeth's prayer request is for her nephew, Andrea. Andrian? Andrian? that he may heal mentally and be able to have a good life with his diagnosis of autism and mild mentally uh, mental challenges and that he get a driver's license, which means so much to him. And also please pray for the team that are about to be established to help him that Adrian, I think that's how you say it, Adrian is able to receive the help offered him. So what we want to establish in our consciousness is Adrian is limitless. He is boundless, regardless of any neurodiversity of his being. This young person is magnificent. He is made in the image and likeness and out of love itself. So we place no limits upon him. Each and every human, don't we all have unique challenges? And he too has his new unique challenges. And I see these not as misfortunes, but perfect divinely guided opportunities for him to grow into who and what he is as a manifestation of heaven on earth. So what a joyous opportunity it is for us to know the truth about Adrian. How wonderful it is to just celebrate this magnificent young person. His neurodiversity is unique, and I refuse to think of it as less than. I see it, maybe it's more than. It's unique. I am blessing him in the unlimited opportunities of his life. I bless each and every person that is established as his team to serve in his highest and greatest potential being fulfilled. I see joy. I see peace. I see creativity. I see inventiveness. I see tranquility. I see smiles. And I let it be in gratitude. I say yes. And so it is. Amen. 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 Ah, beautiful. Natasha writes us from Ithaca, New York. Uh, Okay, this is a note just for me. Okay, well, uh, it's an affirmative note, and I appreciate it so much, Natasha. Thank you so much. Ah, let us move now to Wales. Diane, hello, beloved. Ah, so Diane writes to us, hi, Angela and everyone. I've had quite a turbulent time this past two weeks. I I relate to that. Don't we sometimes it seems like the storm is happening? I call them stuff storms for me, but let's hear what it is for Diane. Firstly, I was involved in a road traffic accident from which my friend and I were extremely fortunate to have suffered only the relatively minor injuries 
some broken bones, pain, swelling, shock, etc. Then whilst in ED, having a, a, a CAT scan, an X-ray, an incidental finding showed up that the medics uh, regarded as my needing urgent follow-up. I had the follow-up investigations yesterday and a consultation today, and all is healthy and well. I feel such gratitude and would be grateful if you could say a prayer of gratitude on my behalf, as your prayers are so beautiful, many things, love and light. So what a joy it is. And how amazing, Diane, that you would have the consciousness. And this is so beautiful to call us into prayer for gratitude. You know, so often we're living on like red alert, red alert, you know, alarm, alarm. When things go well, it's like, whoosh, okay, ha, 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 that, that, that bullet was dodged. Okay, you know, on the lookout for the next problem. And we forget to just sink in to the vast all is wellness, the wonderful good news. You know, we have so much more good news, so much more good news on any given day. It just doesn't seem to get our attention. I'm speaking like for us as humans, you may not be like that. But generally, I'm saying, isn't that how it goes sometimes? So Diane is really giving us the greatest spiritual teaching right now to stop, to speak a word of gratitude for all is well. So let us pray this prayer of gratitude for Diane. How deeply grateful I am to affirm the magnificent movement of love in through and as Diane to speak this word of gratitude, this sense of my cup runneth over. Diane's cup runneth over. Healing from the minor injuries from the auto accident. She and her friend, okay, everyone, okay. Thank you, God. Who knows what angels were involved to allow this to occur in a way with minimal injuries. And then just the blessing of the incidental finding and someone loving Diane enough to say, make sure you get this checked out and getting it checked out and it all being well. Oh, what relief, what holy wonderful relief and I say thank you thank you thank you hallelujah hallelujah praise harmony praise flow praise well-being praise the infinite how good it is and this just reminds me ah I say yes to these wonderful feelings like a ripple effect That as we join Diane in her gratitude, we may feel more and more movements of relief. Oh my goodness, it's okay. All is well. All is well. All is well. All is well. All is well with my soul. All is well with my soul. Feel free to join me in that. All is well with my soul. Amen. Amen. So anyone who is a caller would like to raise your hand? If the impulse moves you, please. Consider it. So you can think about that. We'll continue with our written requests. Anne from California, I pray for vibrant health and mobility. So our job right now is to just think, like, what comes up for you? Vibrant health. Just get a feeling sense of that. Mobility. Vibrant health mobility. I like that word vibrant. It feels like it vibrates. Vibrant, you know, vibrant health, mobility. And mobility is such a great word, like mobility. I almost feel like I'm doing a somersault, mobility. So we want to get a living sense of vibrant health and mobility 
just to feel that from rolling around in our mouth to really, uh, you know, feeling it in through an as our whole body, vibrant health and mobility. Now all we have to do, now we all we get to do, we get to do, we don't have to do it. Now we get to just bring in the beautiful Anne, Anne in California. And now in prayer, we're putting the two, we're putting it all together. Mobility, vibrant health, Anna. We're knowing Anna as vibrant health and mobility, knowing mobility and vibrant health where she is. She's asked us to witness this, to call this forth from within her. And we're saying, yes, I say it is done. I let it be. And so it is amen, amen, amen. So we're moving to the phone now. It looks like, uh, hello? What is Hi. your name? Hi. Um, I think you're speaking to me. My name's Mary, and I'm calling New York. Yes, Mary, hello. What's your prayer request? Um, um, please, dearest Angela and dear callers, be patient while Spirit helps me get the words out. Um, I was not going to raise my hand. I was going to wait for another time, and then you urged people to call in. So, two prayers. Um, One is a prayer of gratitude for prayer counsel given on a prior call. And um, I would have to go back and listen to a replay, but I believe your... I know that part of your prayer counsel was to trust myself. And that was not anything that had come up or been stated in my prayer. Maybe it was to love and trust myself. And um, although I was startled because it didn't seem to address my prayer, which had to do with staying um, focused, like the opposite of attention deficit disorder, um, it felt very, very right. And things have been unraveling, is my word. I love that word. Um, Handing things over to love, they have been unraveling. And in the unraveling, something came up which I can connect to both um, not good health throughout a lifetime as well as not trusting myself. And um, I may not quite be ready today to even describe the incident, but... um, Without my, de- well, I'll go ahead and describe it, and I will state that I'm fearful of describing it because I'm fearful of sounding like a petty complainer. Um, it was one incident, but there were a lot of others that happened. This happened when I was approximately 10 years old. It was after the death of my father. My mother's friends from her childhood were staying in our country house with us, a simple little country cottage. They were in a loft upstairs, and early in the morning, I was twirling my toy baton a distance away from the loft, you know, like so in the cathedral ceiling part so that it wouldn't hit a ceiling, and I was just happily twirling my baton, and all of a sudden, I heard clapping and looked up, and there were these ladies smiling and clapping and saying how wonderful. And my mother came out from the kitchen into that area and looked up at them and smiled and nodded her head and clapped and got up very close to my face and put her hands around my ear and my cheeks so that they covered her face. And the smile disappeared and turned into a very, very brittle, hard, cold look. And she said, you're being a show-off. And then she put her hands down and smiled at me so that her friends could see the smile. 
and turned around and walked back. And that simply came inside of me. I didn't say a word. There were other instances in which I never told anyone what, at the time I called her mommy, said. But it was a great confusion about what was the spiritual reality. There were times when she called me hate-filled and other people said, aren't you proud of her for, um, I got a medal in school, and she'd say yes, but then tell me later that I wasn't a good person. And um, I'm realizing in quite later life that there was simply a spiritual confusion. Uh, almost a deer in headlights, a kind of dissociation and not really processing it. And I also realize that any thoughts of being bad at the core of my being, and I was a quite a spiritual little child who wanted so much to be connected to God in good. So it was like death of my spirit to be told I was bad at the core of my being. That's just what I was. Um, Any of that was withdrawn when I was ill. That was the time that I seemed to be just liked. Mm -hmm. And um, so that is a realization that I have had. And I simply wish to turn it over to love. I wish to release it. I I wish to be prayed for about it. I wish to release it into love. Of course, I would have... Yes, I wish it had never happened. Yes, I wish my life could have would have been different if I hadn't taken that inside of me, but right now, um, I wish to be prayed for over this. I don't know how, I don't know what else to say. That's so, it's so beautiful, Mary, and, you know, it's interesting, you know, you would say, I I don't want to sound, I'm fearful of sounding petty and complaining because nothing of what you're saying is petty or complaining. You know, it sounds like you're having a very deep realization of uh, things you came to believe as a child based on uh, your mother, you know, being very confused. And it's a great gift to all of us. I just want you to know your prayer request is a great gift. How do we receive prayer when we have a realization of a memory in particular, like the one Mary shares, that we know kind of formed something for us? And it's like, you know, you know, and for you to say, you know, but when I was sick, basically, I was accepted. When I was sick, I was safe. You know, I wasn't told I was bad. You know, so in some ways, you know, you can see how how confusing that would be for a child. So I'm just sitting with this for a moment and want to think about how we can pray for this. You know, one of the things that's coming up is, you know, your mother, you know, I guess she didn't know how to be like an honest whole person. It sounds like she's one person for her friends, you know, you know, you know, acting like she's happy with you with them and da 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 da. And then, you know, she's being quite, uh, quite damaging, quite critical, quite mean to you in private. And I, I, I just think about the spiritual malady in her and the 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 you know the imbalance in her and and how do you 
separate you from her and really truly understand your mother uh, was mistaken, your mother was wrong. Do you understand that, that you were not showing off? You were enjoying your baton and the women in the loft saw it and ended up clapping and you were surprised. Do you understand that? Um, intellectually, I understand that, but the words of my mother on a non-rational, non-intellectual manner, it's kind of as though those, in other words, you're hate-filled, cold, and unloving, um, and smart people like you should hold back and let others get ahead. Certain words feel as though they were like engraved with acid into my heart in a felt way, not an intellectual way. I understand, yes. Yeah. So I think it's from here that we're going to move into prayer. I feel like I'm kind of starting to sense what our prayer work is here. How deeply grateful I am, how wonderful it is that we're coming together We're coming together in prayer in this unified field of love on behalf of Mary, who has a request. Intellectually, I know my mother was wrong. Intellectually, I might even know my mother, you know, must have been suffering with some kind of uh, malady herself, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. But somehow, me as that little girl, I believed my mother. Those words, her words, her cruel words feel stamped within me. They feel burned into me. Now, this can only happen as a state of mind. In God and of God, of truth, in truth, Mary is whole. She's even perfect and complete, unharmed and not endangered by any experience she's had in this world, in truth. The light that is inextinguishable that is the light of Mary, cannot be dimmed, is not dimmed. It doesn't exist within the back and forth of you're right, you're wrong, you're good, you're bad. I think of the words of Rumi, beyond right doing and wrong doing, there is a field, I will meet you there. This is where Mary in her spirit has always lived, in the unified field of awareness. I bless Mary in a deep and profound revelation of the transcendent goodness that is her nature. And I speak that word goodness not in relationship to badness. It's an overall through and through goodness. A completeness. I claim that Mary is strong and resilient and has the capacity to whisper in that little girl's ear, her little girl's ear, you're doing it perfectly. You're doing it perfectly. And I am so proud of you. You are love-filled. You are so smart. You should go as far and fast and ahead as you want. Be true to yourself. Mary is ready to mother herself. And in so doing, forgive, be forgiving, meaning give love to the mother, her biological mother who raised her. Just seeing that illness and that imbalance for what it was, I'm knowing that Mary has the capacity to realize she is separate from those words. She's separate from the effects of those words, that she has new words, new truth to replace those words with, to celebrate and to rejoice and and to own. I see the light of the I am consciousness, the God consciousness that Mary is. And I see this kind of umbilical cord And I see Mary sending the light from her infinite self, her higher self, her holy self to that little girl and healing that little girl. Your mommy was wrong. Your mommy was mistaken. Your mommy was confused. 
Your mommy must have been very, 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 very frightened because that's all mean people are, is just really, really scared and overwhelmed. That's what your mommy was. And you have every right and every power to unbelieve those cruel thoughts and to replace them with the truth. This is what I'm affirming, accepting, allowing, letting, delivering to the prayer field. I give thanks. I let go. I let God. And so it is. Amen. 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 Much love, Mary. Thank you. Thank you, Angela. I so love that prayer request because there's nothing we can't bring into prayer. Nothing we can't bring into prayer. Uh, Lori from Durham writes in, if there's time, I would love a prayer for my niece, Sophie, who's being bullied by another girl at school. Thank you. And thank you, everyone. So, you know, it just seems like the bullies are the bad people and the bullied are the good people, the victims, the perpetrator. As we come into prayer for Sophie, we're knowing that only love is real and the bully is afraid and appears powerful. But in truth, that hatred, that meanness has no real power. It's the illusion of power. I'm knowing for Sophie an extraordinary opportunity here to realize her power. That she is not victim, but victor. And not victor over the bully, but victor over her own consciousness. I call forth and claim every adult needed to support Sophie and this person who's doing the bully to find the help that each need. I'm calling forth a supportive environment. With God for Sophie, nothing can be against her. I'm knowing that something magnificent is happening because we deliver this to the prayer field. I'm seeing Sophie, the victor, free, powerful, empowered, and I let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 And we will go to our phone. We have a caller here. Colorado, it looks like. I don't see a name. Hello? Hi, my name is Carol. Hi, Carol. What's your prayer request? Um, Well, I watched 60 Minutes the other night, and it was about this beautiful little boy named Rylan Ward. And he was shot at in the First Baptist Church in the Sutherland Springs, Texas uh, massacre. And he is, he had the sweetest smile on his face. And what he has endured through like 24 surgeries, and he lost his stepmom, whom he loved. He lost his two stepdaughters. His only one stepsister survived. And I just want prayers for him to continue to live a life, you know, free of this memory, free of this hate that enveloped him at the time. Because what a precious, precious child. That's so beautiful. I didn't see that story, but... You know, it's interesting, I think of like, you know, pressure, like, God, what pressure that soul must have, you know, must be under with all those surgeries, all that loss Mm -hmm. to endure. And it's almost like the preciousness of his smile. You know, Mm. I wonder if it moves you so much because you see that which cannot be hurt, harmed, or endangered. And you're wanting to really prayer support that, the life of that smile. And, and, and Absolutely. how, you know, and how could we all, even having not seen the story, and you said his name is Rylan Ward? Yes. Yeah. Rylan Ward, yes. Yeah. How could we... You know, like I'm visualizing the smile right now. I'm feeling it. I didn't even see the story. Maybe you are too, all of you listening. How can we have a resiliency in our smile? How do we carry that forward? So I'm grateful to 
pray and uh, let us let us begin now. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to do this prayer, to facilitate this prayer with Carol. You know, I know what it is, Carol, to be so inspired by something. I've been so inspired by various things I've read or saw on TV, and it it lifted my spirit to a new possibility. And yet the dust and grit of the journey, get busy with something before you know it, I'm back to being small-minded, petty, complaining. But then something beautiful will occur, and then I remember again, and How is it that we might lean deeper into an inspiration like Ryland Ward, into this smile that touched Carol's soul, her heart? So my prayer is really multidimensional here. For sure, we're praying for Ryland. We're calling forth profound prayer support for his strength, his resiliency, his endurance, his joy, his health, his vitality. His life of magnificence, his life of plenty, we're saying yes to that. At the same time, we're allowing ourselves to be touched via Carol as our proxy, that we may get in touch with this kind of smile within us. It's not bound by conditions. What I this smile reminds me of, of the inner light that we all have, this light that is inextinguishable. Might we let our light shine through our smiles? Might, might, might we give our smiles more freely, more sincerely? Might the world be populated by smiles? Just imagine a smiling word, world. I open to this in my own corner of the world. Might you open it to it in your corner of the world? And so from here, I'm going to move straight into our closing prayer. There's always a exquisite orchestration of energy in every prayer request we meet. We've been allowing the movement of prayer to have its way with us, that we may be transformed. I often, after I pray, it almost, I've never had a blood transfusion, so I don't know why I call it this, but I feel almost like I've had a transfusion. Maybe it's an energy transfusion. Might we allow this energetic transfusion that we may know, that we may go forward today as this smile, resilient, in the face of the chaos and disequilibrium, might we know a deep equilibrium? Might we know the love that cannot be distinguished, in, that cannot be extinguished. Might we be bold and willing to shine this light. And so concluding with where we began, pray hardest when it's hardest to pray. You know, may we pray sincerely and deeply and show up when it's hardest to do so, that we may bear witness to a light when it's difficult to bear witness. May we judge not by appearances and circumstances. May we look deeper and look deeper still to the unified field of love manifesting in, through, and as each and every one of us. I bless us in our week ahead. I say thank you so much. I include in our closing prayer anything anyone wanted to speak up and have as a request or written requests that weren't spoken. They too are included in this call. I let it be and so it is. Amen. 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 Have a beautiful week. Thank you so much. Again, my name is Angela Montano. Go to AngelaMontano.com, A-N-G-E-L-A-M-O-N-T-A-N-O.com, and sign up for Prayer on the Air. This is a free live episode, live callers, live requests. And as people listen to this throughout the week, throughout the world, our prayers are... Expanded. 
renewed, uplifted, multiplied. So again, thank you. Peace and blessings.